Welcome back. Today we have Asia Crozen of Asia Crozen Photography with us. She will be talking all about developing an authentic brand as well as sharing a lot more of your heart online and being open with your followers, which ultimately can lead to more clients. Mm -hmm. She's got so many great tips for you, so we can't wait for you to listen more. You're listening to Dare to Develop, a podcast for creatives. I'm Christine Herman. And I'm Ashley Baumgartner, and we are two hybrid wedding photographers that dub ourselves work wives. With a passion for developing community and daring to take risks in business and art, we want to bring you along on a journey. The journey of artists, makers, business professionals, and more who want to level up their businesses by daring greatly and developing community. So let's get started. So today on Dare to Develop, we are so excited to have Asia Crozen of Asia Crozen Photography with us. We can't wait to hear from you about how you developed an authentic brand. Thanks for being with us today. Oh, thank you guys so much for having me. I feel so honored and I'm just so excited to listen to like all of the episodes and everybody else is talking and just to hang out with you guys. Yes, so excited. So Asia, can you tell us a little bit more about you, your life and your business? Absolutely. Also, I'm super caffeinated. I just realized I'm not had breakfast. So you can just tell me to slow down if you need to at any point. So I live in California. My family's from Washington State. My dad was in the military. So we moved down here when I was like in the third grade, but tons of my family is still in Washington, including my sister who has two kids up there. My nephews who are like the like light of my life. I travel a lot. One, because I like to go to Washington and see my family. Mostly I, I say my family, but sorry, grandparents. It's really mostly my nephews. I'm like just like so obsessed <laughs> with them. Yeah, exactly. I, I do. That's my favorite title. I like to be considered a super aunt. And sometimes like actually most of the time I go and I don't even see anybody else. I'm like, oh, it's fine. But, and then we just like to travel a lot. I am fluent in French and Spanish. And that was, that was actually my degree in college. And so we really like to go places. We just, um, we actually just eloped in Paris, which was incredible. My husband and I, because now I have a husband casually. Um, yeah. And <laughs> yeah, just casual. That was like such a fun, like, Oh, we want to hear about your husband. I'm like, Oh, I do have one of those. Don't I? That's pretty cool. <laughs> um, and yeah, so John and I just got married. We've been together about eight years now. We live on the central coast. We love, love, love it here. He's had a, um, 15 year old pit bull since he was 15. So half of his life now, whose name is Rocky. And so I've adopted him and I'm such a good dog mom. I didn't even know I was a dog person. Well, I even say I'm like, I'm not a dog person. I'm a Rocky person. That's what I think. Yes. Um, so we're pretty obsessed with our dog. And then like what I do with my free time is really revolved around like what I love to do with my business. And so many of my friends have businesses for themselves. And so we just like love to do collaborations and like fun things like that. And I'm also randomly really into reading. That's not random, I guess, but time travel books are like my favorite thing. We're reading one right now called Una Out of Order that is like so good. And so have like an awesome book club with my friends and just like doing much like that. I'm hundred percent an extrovert. So love to do lots of things when I get to see people. So you actually, you would think that right now we're in quarantine, it would be difficult, but being able to do things like this has made it very fun for me. So really enjoying it. Yes, I'm always impressed by how much you read too, Asia. Uh, it's been <laughs> it's, so many books. I read really fast, which is nice, but I also don't remember very much. So that's an that's an interesting <laughs> that's thing. Fair. Like sometimes we'll go at book club, and I'm like, for real, I don't remember that part at all. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, okay, great. Like comprehension, excellent. But sometimes I think I just like totally like fly through pages. But I do, but I do love to like I love to read so much. But it's so nice when you're adding any kind of like community element to it, and it's so it's mm -hmm. so that you have like a little bit of accountability and like, oh, is this even more fun that I get to like experience this with someone else. So really the book club has made it so that I want to read more, which I love. 
Super fun. Super fun. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey as a photographer? I sure can. My favorite topic. So I started photos or like taking photos in December of 2010. I was graduating like six months later. One of my friends was graduating a little bit early. And so we took photos of her and it really wasn't like a thing to do college senior photos at the time. And we just thought it'd be really fun. And it really sparked the rest of my life really because she felt so good about these photos. And I just saw the way that it you know, not, not necessarily transformed her life, but really transformed her vision of herself and how good she felt about herself, even though she was so accomplished and so amazing. And I never thought about having, being able to show my friends how amazing they were in, in whatever way. Cause I've, you know, never done photos before. And just from then I was like, I want to take photos of my friends all the time, all the time, all the time. So I did. And then I had a boss that loaned me, loaned me like thousands of dollars so I could buy my first camera and then I moved to France after school, which is why it was really special that John and I got married there because it was such like a huge pivotal year in my life. And I just had so much time to practice while I was there. And I was like posting things on Facebook. Instagram wasn't a thing yet. And people really just started to be like, hey, like when you get back, we should do photos. We should do photos. And I was like, oh, crap, you're totally right. Like we could, I could do that. Like I could, you could pay me for that if you wanted to pay me for that. So it really, the like, dream. yeah, yeah, seriously. Like that's, that's kind of nice. And I really wanted to fly home for my best friend's birthday. And I posted like, Hey, if I can get like 10 photo shoots, I can afford to fly home. And I was charging like 50 bucks or something. And I got 20 photo shoots and I was like, Oh, okay. This is like a real thing. Like proof of concept for sure. And then moved back and still kept my, like the college job I had, I was a learning therapist. And so I kept that for a couple years for two years. And then I was still doing photography on the side. And then when my first nephew, Bo, was born in 2014, I couldn't get the time off work to go see him be born, which, as you know, a super aunt was not okay with me. And so I, <laughs> so I quit and was like, I'm just going to do photography full-time then because I'm, you know, building it on the side. And I really want – I have the ability to be able to, like, create my own life and really prioritize the things that are important to me. And so I like to – it's so cool that my business has been live longer than my nephew, but – but full time and like my, my main thing since he's been born, which is really cool. Yeah. That's such a cute milestone. You know, how, how old you're <laughs> totally, totally. Too, right? Absolutely. When full time when my nephew. Yes. Is oh, it's so cool. <laughs> so Asia, something that you are so, so good about is sharing your life, mm-hmm. your personality, all of that. Can you talk a little bit about why you've chosen to be so open and share your life online with on social media, on your portfolio, all of that. Yes. So I think that a lot of that, and I, I'm, I'm hoping this is not super unhelpful, but I realized that it was very natural for me because my business started so organically with people who already knew me and with people who were already my friends or, you know, friends of friends or whatever. So it didn't feel, it didn't start out as professional as like a normal business maybe does. And so I didn't have those boundaries initially to be like, oh, well, these people like don't know me or like they don't know where I'm from or they don't know what I'm like. And so I can't share that. It was really a natural progression into that. And then when I started looking into like what it's like to start a business, it felt so beneficial to be able to connect with my clients based on who I am. And so when I hear of people who are like, who don't want to, or who are scared of, I'm like, oh my gosh, just try it. And you will just be like astounded at how much you're able to connect with your clients before they ever even talk to you. It really just started out to be, you know, natural and organic because all my clients were my friends. And then realizing like, oh, all my clients could be my friends. And to start like putting who I am out there. And so I really like to treat 
my you know audience or people who follow me as if they are my friends like what kind of things would I be sharing with my friends and like they're good friends of mine you know like my best friend I always like to say like oh you're the person I call when I buy new socks <laughs> which I like love that example <laughs> so much um, and so and those are the things like you think like oh how do you treat your best friend and would your best friend be the first person you hired no matter what she's doing and the answer is absolutely yes like I would so much rather go to somebody that I know and that I like and that I trust over somebody who I don't know or like or trust. Mm -hmm. And so when I like when I teach this concept, I like we definitely we call it like the no like and trust factor. Like you want to be and it's kind of a slippery slope because you're saying you want to be putting things out there that make people know, like and trust you. But you can't really control if they like you. Right. But you want to be putting Mm -hmm. yourself out there authentically. So if they do like you, they do like jive with your with your vibe, I guess, then they're more likely to hire you. And those are really the people that you want to be working with anyway, as people who are authentically drawn to you and your business. And there are no like surprises when they show up, you know, in front of my camera. They're not like, oh, my God, this lady is crazy. Or like, you know, whatever. (laughs) they know that about me already. (laughs) And so it's really made what it's done for my business besides like, what I've really learned in this quarantine is that I've built this like amazing community on Instagram and like how much it's affected not just my business, but my life. Like, I feel like I can really reach out and be like, I'm having problems with my jaw. I can't figure out how to get my gel nails off because I've had them on for three years. Like all of these, like I need lemons. Like I don't want to go to the grocery store just for lemons. And like all of those things, these people who have been following me, sometimes I don't even follow back. So they're like popping up in my like request folder and my DM are giving me such helpful or like tangible things like lemons, for example. And so like, not only is it building this community for me, but it's making my like workflow of my process or my business so much more streamlined because I have to do less explaining and I have, I don't have to do these like, okay, let me know if you want to work with me because by the time people are showing up at my consultations, we're, we're setting up the shoot. We're not like, okay, we'll see Mm -hmm. if like you like my vibe. And if you're like weirded out that I talk so fast and blah, 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 you know, there's no, like, it's not really a consultation. And so that's just cut out a lot of the work that I would have to do in person. And I'm really able to do it in mass and consistently before they even get to me. So it's just made the process so much more streamlined. And then I'm really able to find those people who want to come work with me. I know if you're showing up at my door that you really do want to work with me, which just makes every interaction I have with my clients so much better because I know they're like, but they already like me, which is amazing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love how you talked about how you're treating your followers on Instagram, not just looking at them as followers, but as friends mm-hmm. and putting your work out there like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a different concept than a lot of people think about when using Instagram. They're like, well, I want to get all these followers. And you're like, well, I want friends and I want to show yes, friends. So, yes. So fun. I love It's also that. so much um, easier because there's like so much of like, mm-hmm. Oh, like you need to be using a certain hashtags. You need to be blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I don't really feel like doing that. And I know that it's necessary. I think for some people who are, you know, building a business online, they're just hoping people find them from everywhere. But as currently as a service provider, people have to be in my area. And so, you know, it's really important for me to be finding people who are, who are finding me organically, I guess, in a way. Um, And I don't, you know, I don't need a bunch of followers from, you know, I have no idea somewhere else from Guatemala or something because they, they can't be hiring me. And so of course they could be my friends, which would be lovely, but it really does also make me feel like when I'm getting into like personal boundaries with my work life, it makes me feel so much better to know that like, I'm really investing in friendships when I'm working on my like Instagram and that I'm not just like Mm -hmm. constantly working when I'm on my Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel also a lot of creatives and vendors in general kind of see Instagram as this like, what is it like, just like a marketing tool. Yeah, and and just like, I have like a um, love hate relationship with Instagram. Like, I'm like, oh, you have to post like, it's not being a 
thing. It's like your job. It's not as fun anymore. Mm -hmm. So to like create that mentality, that mentality, you're like, this is fun. I'm just posting for all this. That's amazing. And I love that. But I think it takes, you Um, you have to prove it to yourself though, too. You have to, you have to try it. And see if it works. Because I get that it would be tricky to be like, nobody cares. I remember like the first, not the first time, but one of the biggest times I got so much engagement about something that had nothing to do with photography was about natural deodorant. And I was like, anybody like (laughs) know of any natural deodorants? So many DMs, so many messages about it. And I was like, oh, okay. This is like proof of concept. Like if I reach out about personal things, if I talk about personal things, you really see that people respond well to that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So true. Yeah, I know I photographed a like adoption ceremony Mm -hmm. one day, which again is like not related to wedding photography at Mm -hmm. all. And I posted about it and I like got a little emotional, obviously, since I was adopted too. Mm -hmm. And that was like the most DM. But until Christina and I went to a dance <laughs> class on my birthday, and I oh my posted gosh. a very I remember. embarrassing video. <laughs> I remember. Very yes. embarrassing video from it was dance great. class. I it was not give myself enough credit for her dancing. All my friends were like, oh. No, all my friends were like, oh my gosh, Ashley can dance. That is amazing. And I was like, right? Yeah. yeah. That's why I it was like a Lizzo song. We were feeling it. It was, it was awesome. I didn't post mine because I clearly was not good enough. I think I posted it. It was my birthday. I was like, you know what? We're just going for it. And I have never received so many DMs see? like ever in my entire you see life. See what I mean? That one That's so funny. It's so funny to remember and like what people connect with. And I'm always surprised by it. I'm like, wow, like these people, like I'm not, it's like unfair that I'm not giving them the opportunity to connect with me by not sharing these things. Like that's lame. And you know, so it's so, and with those things like resources when you're asking for help, it's really cool to be a way that you can share what you're, you know, the thing that you're, that you're talking about or whatever with other people. So it's just been amazing. I love that dancing video of you though. So you should do that more. (laughs) (laughs) So So I know you talked a little bit about this, but how do you figure out what to share and what not to? I don't have many things on my not to share list, TBH. There are some <laughs> things that maybe I like, oh, that's a really good question. For the most part, I'm like, what would I share with my friends? You know, like what kind of things like am mm-hmm. I am I talking to my girlfriends about? Or what kind of things am I not talking to my girlfriends about? Um, and, and maybe there are some things like I don't really dive into, to, let's say, for just throw that out there because it's kind of an easy one, but also because I'm not that passionate about politics. So it wouldn't feel like it would be something that would be like authentic to something I would want to talk about. I'm not going to call my girlfriends and be like, let's talk about politics. And so Mm -hmm. there's, there's a lot of things where I feel like sometimes I challenge myself to talk about things that are out of my comfort zone. I'm an Enneagram type seven, meaning that I have no emotions. And so... (laughs) If I do have any emotions, I try to like challenge myself to like really be open about that. That is like a not natural thing, but that's just been like proven to me that like people want to see that there's like some real stuff going on and like can be like, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. And a lot of times it's like, is this going to help me connect with my community? Yes or no. Like, is this beneficial? Yes or no. Is this authentic to me? Yes or no. Do I want to answer DMs about this for days? Yes or no. So kind of like an intuitive process like that. But I guess I do have a little bit of a system when it comes to it. But I don't really think about it very much. I just like, I'm like, oh, this Mm -hmm. is kind of, you know, interesting. And I think people will, will like, you know, will find this helpful or, you know, they can connect to me in a certain way because of it. Mm -hmm. I love that. I mean, I think everything you do online really speaks to who you are as a person having met you as well. Mm -hmm. So I love the consistency and what you talked about where your clients trust you before you even get to your consultations or your photo shoots. Yes. I actually had a friend from middle school randomly reach out and she was like, 
I just want to tell you that it's so cool, like seeing everything you're putting out and just like remembering how you really are in person. And it's really the same. And that meant so much to me because there's so much about like being authentic online. And in a lot of times when people say being authentic, they mean don't just be happy. And that's hard for me as a seven with no emotions because I am happy a lot of the time. And so mm-hmm. I, it's, it was such like a fear of mine, I think, to, that people would consider me to be not telling the truth or not being real. And so for her to tell me, like, I know that the way that you're putting yourself online really is you. And I just love seeing that was such like an affirmation of like, thank you for saying that. And like for realizing that I'm not being fake when I'm talking about like how I'm dealing with things or like how happy I am or whatever. And that people who know me know that's like really how I am. And so that was such a cool way for me to be like, you know what, I'm over that fear of people thinking I'm like too happy or something because because I really am this way. And but then also pushing myself out of my comfort zone to share if there is any more like, quote unquote, real or authentic um, emotions that I'm going through to really be open and sharing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. So you have really taken both your personality and just your areas of expertise, senior and wedding photography. How have you niched down over the years to really hone in on what you are so, so good at? So thank you. I didn't actually need to niche down. It started that way. And then because I was taking photos of my friends who were graduating college, which ended up being my niche. So I started. So I think that's something important to remember when people are trying to niche or niche down is to like, think about like, why did you start what you're doing? Because I think we kind of all start with a niche and then we forget it because we're like, oh my God, we could make money doing so many things or like there are so True. much else, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I first started, a lot of who was hiring me were like families or families with little kids um, or whatever. And so then I was like broadening. I'm like, oh yeah, I can totally like, maybe now I'm like a one-year-old cake smash party photographer or whatever. Um, yeah. And <laughs> of like rich people's dogs because they spend so much money on their dogs. And so like people had like all these ideas about like what kind of stuff I should be doing. I was photographing politicians for the longest time because it was just like, I'm a photographer now. And then realizing like I'm spending this weird amount of time, one, doing these shoots that like I don't really want to be doing. And then also trying to learn how to make these shoots better. So I'm taking, you know, classes on like baby photos and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I should be spending my time working on what I really like to do, why I started this thing was to take pictures of college graduating people, um, graduating seniors. And so it was like, it didn't necessarily niche down. I really was just like coming, almost coming back to my roots, like really reflecting <laughs> on like, why did I start what this you thing? Love. Exactly. And that's, that can be tough when there's not a market for it. And that was something that when I, in the process, I felt like it took a long time when I look back, it really didn't take that long at all. But I not only had to develop a market where I live for college graduation photos, but I had to be like, oh, you should take college graduation photos and, and you should pick me to do them. And so mm-hmm. that was probably a big motivation to, to do my personal branding because I needed to not only talk about my work, but talk about me and why you should pick me over these other people who are following in you know, this market that I created footsteps. So I cannot remember the question that you asked, but I think that answered it, hopefully. No, yes, no. <laughs> so also, I was just thinking, you I, you love the color purple. Yes. We, everyone knows that. But then also, I was like, you found your purple cow. Uh, yeah. you know, the- 100%. <laughs> You're so yes, right. And I was like, it's so perfect for you with everything. That's so true. Oh, my gosh. Also, funny about that is that, like, at first when you said that, now I recognize that's the book. But I also love cows. And so that's really funny that you said that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, looking outside right now, and I'm looking at all of our – we have, like, a bunch of cows on our property, and I just, like, love them. I'm not – and again, I'm not a dog person. I'm a Rocky person. I'm not an animal person, but I am a cow person. I just think cows are so, so cute. So I really like that. That's so funny. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I think, too, Christine brings up a great point. You have really built a personal brand also around the color purple. Mm -hmm. Like, that's one of your, you know, I call them the Jenna Kutcher Five, where she says, like, five things that really you connect with and your followers will know about you. We were at our local Tuesdays Together chapter, and I was doing a short presentation on personal branding. And I was talking about, like, I gave my examples, but then I gave other examples. And I mentioned, like, I know a photographer who loves purple. And everything she does is purple. And this branding and web designer who used to live in Arizona and had recently moved to our area was like, are you talking about Asia? (laughs) Whoa. Yes, I I am. am. Like multiple people in the room up here in Sacramento knew I was talking about you when I said Wow. (laughs) That's really powerful. Thank you for telling me that. Um, What's funny about that is that people ask me like why I chose purple. And I'm like, I don't know, because I like it. And I don't think it's like, (laughs) I don't think the why is the important part. You're like, I was strategically thinking about royalty. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, well, I don't know. Science. Yeah, I wasn't thinking about it. I, like I just purple. liked it. Like, as a kid, like, my mom painted my room purple. My high school colors were purple and gold, and I was a cheerleader, so I had a lot of purple stuff. I was voted most spirited, so, you know, I had a lot of purple stuff. I think the point with there about branding is that branding isn't about, like, what you choose. It's about, like, how often you incorporate that into your business. And I think why people, people don't remember purple because it's my logo color. They remember purple because every Everything I have is purple. My hair is purple. My nails are purple. My couch is purple. You know, I wish my cows were purple. And so I think that that's why people are so attached to it, not because I chose one thing, but because I talk about that one thing or I incorporate that one thing as much as I can. And now I get people who are like seeing anything purple, like, oh, thinking of you. And I'm like, excellent. That is the best because you want people thinking of you. You know, you want people seeing a purple flower or going to like a kitchen store and seeing a purple mixer or, you know, a purple door and being able to think of you. And like, how great is that for business that people are thinking of me whenever they see a random color? And so it's been. Yeah, so that's like such a great widespread, but niche at the yes. same time thing. <laughs> totally. Like, pur- if purple's a color, like it's going to be in the yes. it's going to be everywhere, yep. but it's so specific to you. Yes. Also. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm lucky also in that, like, there's not many brands who are purple. So that's kind of nice. Like if I was red, that might be a different experience because you can go to target and everything's red there. How nice would it be if everybody, people thought of me when I went, every time I went to target, that'd be also great. Um, <laughs> that would be nice. But you know, it's, it's kind of nice that it's a little bit unique, but, but I think that there's, you know, something to be, to be said about the fact that you really can just incorporate whatever you choose as like something that's a part of your brand and just be doing it consistent. And my favorite, most like relevant metaphor to this is Marvel movie phenomenon and thinking about like we liked Iron Man and like Spider-Man when they came out sure but we were really attached to them and really wanted to watch everything when when we realized like oh my god there are so many freaking Marvel movies and now we want to watch all of them and now we're really attracted to the fact that there's so much of it and there's so much to consume and so that's kind of like the same thing with branding as well as like content creation but when you do things a lot or when there's like consistent amount of them then that's when you really start to gain attraction to it I think. It's Ashley here. We'll return to the episode in just one moment. Are you looking for a way to revamp your client guests? Check out The Bomb Shop, an Etsy shop full of tanks and mugs for brides. Use the code DARE to develop for 10% off. Back to the episode. completely agree. So how has your brand helped you with your target market with your seniors and your brides? Well, 
like I said, it makes it so much easier when they come to me because I'm never worried about like not connecting with a client. Like they've already connected with me, you know, whether or not I've connected with, with them because I don't know them quite as well as they know me. But for the most part, I find that people who like me, I probably like back. So that's really nice. But something that's been interesting about getting into my thirties is that my clients are now are still 21. Like my clients aren't growing with me. Mm -hmm. I mean, my senior clients aren't growing with me. My senior clients are, are still seniors, obviously. But what's been cool is the reason I actually got into weddings is because I wanted to follow my seniors through their life because I became their friend. And then I was like, oh my gosh, now, you know, they wanted to hire me for when they get engaged and when they're with their boyfriend and all the things. And then when they get married and then when they're pregnant and then blah, blah, blah. And so now I find myself being like, I am a photographer who starts with you when you're in college. And then I go with you forever, which is back to like the personal branding, really building these friendships. Like I want to be part of your life. And so I get to do, to, to grow with you that way. They want to get their photos taken with me. I think the coolest thing that I experience is when people are like, I do not need photos done. I just want to, because I just want to hang out. Like I want to have this experience. And that's like, what an honor. Like it's like, and I can't even think of like a less cheesy word than honor when people do that or when people choose me time and time again. And I think that's like such a cool thing because they really just like, you know, you want to hang out with your friends more. You want to find excuses for things to do with your friends. And so it's so nice that my clients view me that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love how you're creating this legacy through their whole lifetime, oh, through seniors, through babies, mm-hmm. through who knows what else. It's that- crazy. It is so cool. I'm like, remember when like you hadn't even met this person who now you have like a baby with, you know, like this is so crazy. It's so stinking cool. It's really beautiful. It really is. Mm-hmm. So fun. So how much of your business do you think comes from your personal brand? Oh, like 98% probably, mm-hmm. I would say. That's and like powerful. maybe like 2% of it comes from like Yelp or something. But I also think that even that 2%, they're, the, you know, they're not, there's no way to access my, my business or my brand without seeing my personal brand. And so there had to be something where people find me through a different source that is a little bit less organic, let's say Yelp. Uh, but then they are still attracted to the personal brand when they get to me. So, I mean, I really do think all of it. I think that like when, even with um, Snapchat was such an interesting thing because I was snapping all the time and people weren't using really snap for business. And I was like, like, this makes so much sense. This makes all the sense in the world to me. And it was really the only time that people had kind of like expressed like interest in why I was doing it that way. Like, it's so weird that all you do is like say good morning and like show your walk to Starbucks every morning, like weird or something like that. Like, I got a couple of those things and I'm like, okay, well, (laughs) like so many people reach out and are like, Hey, I watched you walk to Starbucks every morning and now I want you to do my senior pictures. So like you can go ahead and screw yourself because it's really working for me. And so just so weird. I don't get those very often. Thankfully. And every time I do, I just remind myself I'm getting closer to being like Kim Kardashian and Jesus because both of those people (laughs) are, were very hated. Um, and lots of people didn't like them. You got haters, you know, you made Exactly. Exactly. So I'm like, tell me more, but I truly don't get that. You know, I don't get people that much like going against what I'm doing doing, especially now that Instagram is so obviously a business platform, but with Snapchat, it like wasn't as much, but it's nice to be like, you know what? I know this is working for me and it feels good for me and it feels good for my clients. So it's like super, I want to keep doing it that way for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you talked a little bit about those types of people reaching out. So how have you overcome the fear of that judgment? I think that I don't... hmm. Unfortunately, I don't have a good answer because I've never been like really fear of judgment. I think that I'm like pretty good. I think something about myself and being like, do I feel good about this? Like, I think that the times where I fear judgment are times where I'm really not sure for myself. 
about what I'm doing. Like if I'm like, I don't know if that was a good call and then people call me out on it, then I maybe would be scared about that. But if I really felt like I was making the, the right choice and doing what was authentic to me and good for my people and good for myself, then I'm not really that worried about what people are going to say about it again, because I'm like, okay, like that sounds cool. Like, thanks for nothing. This is working for me. And a lot of people are really benefit benefiting from it. I'm benefiting from it, et cetera. But really just like, you know, checking in with yourself and being like, is it more important to me what other people think about me? Or is it more important to me that I'm doing good for myself, my family, the people who are benefiting from what I'm doing or saying that like, am I like properly following my faith? And so I think that I've been really blessed with that attitude from the very beginning and really having to check. And and that's something that people need to know if they trust themselves or not. Like, I know I trust myself. So if I'm worried about people judging me, maybe it isn't something I should do because I'm probably not okay with it on my own. Mm -hmm. I love that. So what tips do you have for our listeners looking to share more of their personality authentically online? So many good tips. So what I've been telling um, my clients, because I just started a, a coaching program, is to like start with what your business is about, right? So if we're talking to businesses or to vendors, so let's say we're talking like about food, and they're probably pretty comfortable like sharing the food that they're making for weddings or whatever. And so I like to say, like, take it one step more surface level and then take it one step deeper and then just keep like growing from there. So if you're like, okay, so we're talking about like, here's, I don't know, this amazing cake I made. And then maybe one step more surface level would be like, this is how I did it. Like, this is why I chose these colors or whatever. And maybe one step deeper would be like, this is why I like making cakes. And so just kind of like really starting off at your comfort zone and whatever you're currently sharing, because everybody's sharing something or, you know, talking about like, this is why I love how this photographer took this photo. I love like working with this client because I like she had this vision that I've never worked on before and it was so fun to challenge myself, et cetera. And so those things feel pretty comfortable. And then from there, like just like extending the stratosphere, I think that's the right word and going to, you know, more degrees about that. And then what I love to think about is like, we talk about like target market and target audience and stuff and um, kind of like such like a misnomer. And I think it leads people down this like a little too narrow of a path because as a photographer, my target market are people who want their photos done. And Mm -hmm. like as a hair and makeup person, their target market is people who like want to get their hair and makeup done. And so people who hire you are your target market. And then you can like be narrowing down just by being true to yourself, of course. But if I'm looking at like, okay, what can I deduce from people who want to get their photo done? And so if I'm thinking, okay, college, college graduation, they want to get their photos done because they're graduating college. So I can assume that they went to college if they want to get college graduations done. And so what can I talk about about that? So instead of looking at like the demographics, or people who are already following me and deducing from there what they like or looking at the Facebook ads, et cetera, et cetera, just like figuring it out for yourself. I feel like it's kind of an easy process. People who want to hire like wedding cake vendors, those people are getting married. And so you can be talking about like what it was like for you to get married or like fun weddings that you've been to or whatever. So really just starting from like where you're at and what you know, and then be going like a degree deeper and agree more surface level than that and just be expanding out that way. I think that's such a great step-by-step process. I think a lot of people here the you should be more authentic online and jump to like this is the hardest thing I'm going through (laughs) right now and totally you're like whoa that was like a culture shock of like what I'm used to versus I love your step-by-step approach with the baking example of like share how you did it share why you did it yes why you like doing that and now you can share other things you like yes (laughs) exactly and that's a that ladder when you you (laughs) that's a good call a ladder when you when you said that I do say like talk about like the you know five w's or whatever like who what when 
similar why, you know, like who was the first person who helped you? Who was your first client? Like, where are you doing this? Like, are you doing it in your kitchen? Are you doing it like at a place? And, you know, there's all these like little things that we can be sharing about like the straight up facts about our situation that can, can be sharing more than what you're used to. Like for photographers, for example, like if we're talking, we just show our photos, we could be like, what kind of camera are we using? Where are our favorite locations? Like, where do I edit them? What things do I use to edit them, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of this like industry specific stuff, even if our target market isn't other photographers or other cake makers or other makeup artists, it's what are cake makers called? Bakers. <laughs> it really builds like a trust. You're like, oh, this person knows what they're doing. They know what they're talking about. And so it's important to be sharing those things. It's not necessarily, you don't need to be like, oh, and then I shoot with the 51.2, but I never shoot all the way down at 1.2. I'm always shooting at 1.4. Like you don't need to be sharing super, super ton stuff. It's industry specific, but I think it is important to be like, I know what I'm doing and um, you can trust that I'm a professional. And I think it's important Mm -hmm. for people to see that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I will say you are the queen of behind the scenes and time lapse. (sighs) Thank you. I do love them very much and I miss them so much. (laughs) I know you're like, what do I time lapse right now? I know. I'm like, like, should I time lapse me like pacing around my office talking to you guys? A puzzle maybe? Exactly. Oh, that'd be the longest thing ever. The cows. The cows. Yeah, the cows. Totally. That is a, now that you say behind the scenes, that's a really easy thing for everybody to do is to be doing the behind the scenes of whatever the heck you're doing. Um, And everybody has a process that they can be showing off on a time lapse. So like literally no matter what you do, you could be time-lapsing frosting the cake. You can be time-lapsing hair and makeup. You can be time-lapsing and editing. And that's like an easy, quick, fun thing. And again, the more you do it, the more people are going to be like, that was so cool. I follow this girl who's a barber and she's been doing time-lapsing of just doing her makeup every day. And I bought everything that she has talked about. Everything. I'm like, that looks great. <laughs> There's what something is that? about time-lapses that I are just soothing or something. Yeah. Like, yes. You just get caught into it. Yes. It's such a good idea. I don't know. I always watch time-lapses. Me too. They're so magical. And it's also good to pay attention to what you like to watch and then be doing that too. You know, that's something interesting to think about. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. I love that. Well, some other things we've seen time-lapsed on your portfolio include a lot of your other side projects because you are a very busy lady. So we'd love to hear just a little bit more about your side projects like clothing swap, girls who handle it, build your own business, how those benefit back into your photography business. Oh, totally. So three, those three things are like such an, under such an umbrella of like me, my personal brand. So people who are really wanting to be entrepreneurs or like expand and do different things. It's so, it's so, so great to be a personal brand because then I'm not just like, Oh, Asia Croson photography is doing this thing. It's very easy to be like Asia Croson is doing these things. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of those started out of, again, an organic feel like a need to, to do whatever they were. It wasn't a business move. It was like, I'm doing the clothing swap because I'm a college student who is broke. My friends have clothes they don't like anymore and I want them. And so we should trade and then inviting people, inviting people, inviting people. And now we have a thousand people coming every time we do it. And Amazing. we've always wanted to, you know, be doing good things for the community. And so finding ways for each of these things to benefit the community. So now the clothing swap donates clothes primarily to the women's shelter in town for women who are struggling with domestic abuse. And so it's been cool to see how that everything that I'm doing, if I feel like I want to do it, I feel like it's something um, that is like really lights me up happens to fall underneath my personal brand um, because my personal brand is me. So if I'm feeling good about it, it probably matches with everything else. So Clothing Swap has been incredible. And then BYOB, it stands for build your own business. And we started that with me and two girlfriends, Natalie and Paige, who were like, we feel like we have so much to share about this business thing. And I love it. And I want to have more friends who run their own businesses. And like, we've learned so much and we just want to share. And now we've been doing it for over three years. We typically meet once a month and that we, we decided to quote unquote sell tickets for $10 just because we were like, then people will show up because nobody shows up to anything for free. Um, and yeah. <laughs> so and they get a very small ticketed price. Cause we're not necessarily, it's not like a business move. It's really just, we want to be building 
and community and because I benefit from community so much. I mean, as much as all of this sounds like so altruistic, we all know that there is something to be said about what we get from altruism. And like, for like, if we talk about the clothing swap, I get a ton of clothes from the clothing swap. It's freaking great for me, yeah. uh, you know, and there is like all the, all the benefits of it being good for the community and good for certain charities. And then BYOB is so great for this network, but this network is, has been so great for me. I feel so good going there and learning things from these people who are in different industries or different stages of their businesses or just have different perspectives. Now during quarantine, we're actually meeting once a week and we just meet virtually and we've just made it free. We're like, anybody can come. We just want to like be together. Um, see how we're all doing, you know, be learning different things. And now it's just grown so much. And it's just so beautiful to like, see that come together. It just makes me feel good every time we do it. And then girls who handle it is like the heftiest one. And that is a project I started realizing how much people are not sharing, you know, talking about why we need to share, um, realizing that my college students go through so much that they don't talk about on Instagram or wherever they're sharing things and how many common threads there were between my different clients. I'm like, you need to talk to Susie because she's gone through the same thing and realizing like, I can't be the only resource for these girls to connect and really be building community and getting some support through each other. And so Girls Who Handle It was born out of my desire to connect these women who are going through so much and handling so much. And then realizing like, oh, this can be something where the community needs to see and kind of two prongs was that people judge. I work mainly with sorority girls people judge sorority girls so much and I'm seeing them one-on-one. I feel like they're my friends and hearing what Mm -hmm. they're going through. And I'm like, dude, if people knew the stuff that you go through, it would be so much more difficult for them to judge you and be giving you a hard time about the things that you do or the choices you make. And so for me, I was like, see, like these girls are so strong and they've been through so much and they are people just like you are. And so that, so what that looks like is we do um, an art gallery where we have a picture of a girl in a top bun and it's just from like her eyes up, which is kind of a cool, it's all in black and white. You see that everybody kind of looks the same, but everybody kind of looks different. And then they have two pages of stories of like what they've gone through. And, you know, we, we kind of give them some prompts, but it's mostly on their own. Like this happened to me. And there's, there, there's terrible things that these girls have gone through that you just wouldn't believe is happening in your community, let alone happening to a girl who is just posting like tequilas and sunsets and parties on her Instagram. And then we have a picture of their Instagram at the time they were going through it. So you're really seeing like you can't, you have no idea what people are going through. And so there's, you know, it's helping you not compare yourself to others. It's helping you realize you need to share more. They need to share more. We need to be asking each other better questions um, about like how our lives really are because they're like, oh, good and busy isn't really doing it the full justice. So that is something that I've done for college-aged women. And I started it with one of my assistants and clients, Julia. So her and I have grown this together and we're making it hopefully a nonprofit this year if we can make it a nonprofit this year. But we've been running it for, for three years and we've had 150 women come to the program and it's just been incredible. But again, that is like, I'm trying to like, I always say, I, I want you to know you're beautiful. I'll take your picture and prove it. And I'm, I'm here for women and I'm here for like empowering them and like making them feel confident and making them feel good. And like, that they have the proper resources. Um, so the clothing swap BYOB and, and girls who handle it, although they feel so different, really aren't that different when they have this like underlying mm-hmm. brand that also aligns with my personal brand. Mm-hmm. So those things have been just an incredible like proof of why having a personal brand is so important. What's cool about all of those things is that I, I feel like if I just told myself that I was a photographer, I wouldn't have been able to like dream up these other things. But because I've always been like a personal brand, they've always felt like really aligned with the things that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So it's always made a lot of sense to me. But how it's impacted my business is it's really just made my name more credible, more ubiquitous. Like people know who I am. And then people want to align themselves with my causes, which is so beautiful. And it's such a and 
big part of the personal brand, but they can see like, I'm not just saying that I care about like women's empowerment. I'm doing a lot about it. And I think that people really like to support other businesses who are doing things like that. Mm-hmm. So it's, I, it's helped my business a lot, a lot, but even if it hadn't, it would obviously still be an amazing thing for me as a person, but it definitely has. Yeah, that's so powerful. I love Mm. the whole girls who handle it, just everything about that. I feel, Mm. I mean, even with us just as vendors, more not in college, how we put out this perfect, feel like we need to put out this perfect feed. Mm -hmm. And there's all this going behind the scenes. And I love how your brand has just come full circle from literally the first shoot you did with your friend and how you wanted Mm -hmm. her to feel beautiful. And you loved how that made her feel. And now you've created such an empire which is totally. amazing thank you thank you very much it does, it does feel amazing yeah, <laughs> Thanks, guys. yeah. <laughs> so Asia we just absolutely loved that conversation and love how authentic and true to yourself you are and willing to share but before we go can we go through a quick fast facts run through for our listeners to get to know you even more of course my favorite thing <laughs> perfect all right what do you shoot with I shoot the Canon 5D Mark IV Awesome. And what is your favorite tool you use in business? Oh, myself. But other than that, um, <laughs> uh, like a, a boring tool really would be Acuity, like having a scheduling system that has made my life so much easier, like in the world. So if we had to pick like a boring tool, that would be my boring tool. Like having a scheduling system makes things so much easier. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Perfect. What is your favorite like post shoot snack? Ooh, that's fun. Usually post shoots are dinner time for me. We have a really good Mediterranean restaurant, Petra. Ashley, I feel like you've Mm -hmm. been there. I I think I have. Once or twice in college. (laughs) Yes, so good. So, and that's like right next to my office. That's like so fun. And I can eat it on like any, like any kind of, like if I'm keto or if I'm just paleo or if I like whatever, it feels like a treat at the same time. And so I can always have it and it's so good. So I feel like post treat for sure is like dinner, dinner because I'm doing it at like sunset. And it's so, oh my God, I just want it right now, actually. It sounds so good. (laughs) Nice lunch today. So (laughs) Asia, do you have any music that really gets you pumped up before shoot? I'm really into Jonas Brothers right now, like real into them. I like didn't know that I liked them. And I love Nick Jonas and Priyanka because their wedding was so beautiful. Yes. God, so beautiful. Um, Like I wish that Jose Villa or whoever that was, right? Yeah, Jose Villa. Yeah, geez, that was so phenomenal. So I'm really into that. And I can listen to like the same song like 12 million times over and over again. So I think I'm like three songs on repeat. And I'm not shooting right now, but when I'm shooting like little products or something, I literally just listen to like those three songs and I'm really loving it. Loving (laughs) it. it. Love that. Love that. What's your favorite thing to do outside of all your projects and photography? I love to, I mean, read. I know that's so, we've talked about that already, but I really do love to read. And John and I really just love to like go on drives and like talk. We're big talkers, which is why when my jaw was like broken last week, it was rough because John and I talk so much all the time. And so we just really love to just like literally sit and talk about what the F ever. We have little cards called table topics. Yeah. I love love those. And so sometimes we'll just like bring up those. Not that we ever need prompts really, but sometimes it's fun to just like divert from what we would naturally be talking about. So that's definitely our favorite thing to do together. We actually did a questionnaire for my bachelorette party, seeing if we would answer the questions properly. And that was, we both were, we both actually were right on a lot of them because we know each other very well, but it was like, what do you think John would say your two favorite things to do are together? And I was like, go on drives and talk. And he was like, we love road trips so we can just talk. And I was like, see, exactly right. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Soulmates. (laughs) Thanks. Um, so Asia, what is the best educational course, 
informational book, podcast that you've learned from for your business? Mm. Oh my gosh. So I followed Alex Beaton from like the birth of her business. And I feel like she has a lot of really great resources out there. Jen Carrington has incredibly like soothing and mindful business advice, which I really appreciate. And the book that like changed two books that changed like how I operate raving fans was one of them. It's like an older book, but really just about like how to make the people who you're working with become your raving fans and how powerful that is. And then you are a badass was so impactful for me, just like as a mindset. And I feel like even if you're not in business, it's something really important to read. And Mm -hmm. um, just like, yeah, I love that book. So those two for sure. Awesome. What is one daring leap that you feel like you've taken in your business? Oh, you know, running a business would be a huge, a huge journey. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> yeah. Quitting my job. That was a big thing. Um, but one of the biggest moments I bought all of my equipment at one time, I bought like, it was a Canon 5D Mark three, I think at the time, like three lenses, a desktop computer, um, a flash, a tripod, like literally everything at one time, because I used to rent my equipment, which was great. And then one day it didn't show up. And so I had to borrow my friend's equipment. Thank God she didn't have a wedding and it was like in August. So that was a miracle. And I realized like, okay, not only do I need to have all my own equipment, I can't be renting anymore, but I need to have a Canon because she has a Canon. And if this ever happens to me again with like one lens or something, I want to make sure I could borrow stuff. But that was a huge leap. I think I spent like literally 15 or 20,000 dollars in one go. Mm-hmm. So really big leaps. I'm like, hope I can pay this off because I literally <laughs> just started my business. I think it was actually right when I started. Actually it was because my nephew was born August 17th and that wedding was August 16th. So it was literally that weekend. And I was just like, okay, I guess we're investing in doing this thing. So huge leap, obviously paid off. So amazing. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Yes. Love it. What is one thing you feel like you're great at in your business? Ooh, I mean, hate to be trite, but really great at being myself. Yeah, you definitely are. Um, But also, like, I think I'm very good at, like, I always, like, I do this thing with my hands where I'm, like, people, you know, if I put the level, like, up here to, like, my eyebrow, like, people deserve this level of quality service. And it kind of takes it down a notch if, like, it's a crappy day outside or, like, they're in a bad mood or we didn't connect as much as I thought we would or, like, I hate their outfit or something, right? And that kind of, like, pegs it down a notch. And then I do this thing with my hands where I'm, like, you, this is how much work you have to do. So, Nobody should ever like be have to experience subpar service or get subpar photos based on these alternative circumstances. Like mm-hmm. if all those things were true, I just need to do that extra work to get it back up to making sure that they're getting as amazing experiences as everybody else is getting who just had it easier than they did that day. So I think that's like my favorite thing about businesses. Like I think that everybody deserves the same level of experience with me, even if I don't like them, even if I'm like, I don't even want to be around this person, which happens to me very rarely. But still I tell myself like they came to me because they want what I offer and they deserve to get what I offer. So I think that's kind of like what I'm very good at is being able to make sure that everybody gets an amazing, amazing experience with me. Mm-hmm. That's great. Such a great tool. Uh, and I love how you're talking about regardless of um, the weather, everything that's happening, there's so much that's happening on a shoot that some days are easier, but being able yes. to bring it to that one level for every client is awesome. Yes. I would hate for somebody to be like, oh, you were just lucky on your day. I'm like, no, that would be so terrible. Like, no, right, everybody right. should get something great. Yeah, totally. Yes. So where can our listeners find you? Website, uh, Instagram? Instagram is my biggest thing and it's Asia Croson photography. I have a personal Asia Croson page, which is just selfies of me and my nephew mostly. You can totally also follow that one, but <laughs> my photography Instagram is most. And then my website is asiacroson.com. And so that's where I'm doing most of my stuff for sure on there daily and love connecting with people. And if you guys are listening, I really love you to reach out and let me know that you listen to it and what you thought. Cause I'd love to connect. Yeah. So do you have any special announcements for our listeners during this time? Yes, I do have like a fun thing I'm doing right now. I just started coaching. I've been coaching with um, Build Your Own Business for three years now in a group setting, but 
during quarantine, I've discovered that people really want to be working on things in like kind of small bursts and having, they have the time, you know, develop new hobbies or new skills. And so I'm offering a $20 coaching program that I call $20 lessons and it's $20 for 25 minutes. And we just like deep dive into like, here's like a quick crash course on how to use Lightroom or like social media strategy or posing. I've had a lot of people come to me just how to pose themselves. They're like for 20 bucks, I would love to learn how to pose myself. I am not a photographer, but I want to know how to look good. Um, and so that's what I'm doing right now. And I'm just loving it. I have about five clients a day and it's just been so enjoyable. So I know people are really getting a lot out of it. People can also sign up for more than one session at a time, but sometimes if they're like, I just want to learn this one thing. And it's been really great to be, have that be accessible to them for just 20 bucks. So that's what I'm doing right now. And I really love it. And I would like literally love to work with anybody. I haven't had one person where I'm like, that wasn't very fun. Everyone I'm like, whoa, that was so much fun. I'm so glad that we're doing this. So that's, that's what I have going on right now. So how can our listeners reach out for that? Just email you, DM you on Instagram? Yeah, both. Totally fine. My email is just asiacrosin at Gmail, but I do talk a lot about it on my Instagram and then my link in bio will lead you to it as well. Okay, perfect. We'll do that. Put that in the show notes for everything. Amazing. So before we take off, Asia, what is one thing you want to dare our listeners to do after hearing your episode? Oh, I would love to like dare them to share more for so many reasons. You know, it's good for good for business, but also it's good for you to be reaching out to your community, getting support. And it's good for people to hear um, that they're not alone in the things that you're doing good or, you know, not so good feeling. So really feel free to, to step out and share more of like who you are and what your business is like. And I really think that you're going to see immediately like the benefits of that for sure. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Asia. We loved hearing all about how you've developed your authentic personal brand online and how that helps you. you Have a very successful business. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for having me. After hearing Asia talk more about her brand and how it's benefited her, I am convinced that we all need to start doing that too. Yes. Asia gave us so many great tips on how to ease into being authentic online, how to share more about your work as well as your personal life online and how that has ultimately benefited her businesses and her side projects as well as her relationships with her clients. So we dare you to take what she had to heart, uh, share a little bit more about yourself today, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks so much for joining us today on Dare to Develop. We'd love for you to subscribe and leave us a review if you love today's episode. Don't forget to check out the show notes at daretodevelopodcast.com and follow along on IG at Dare to Develop. Catch us next week for more fun as we hear from creatives who have dared greatly in their businesses and develop community along the way.